Abby Emmons. She posts weekly writing videos on her YouTube channel that is chock full of incredible advice for creatives and writers. But Abby knows that the writer's life is about far more than just writing, which is why she shares all sorts of incredible topics like productivity and time management and mental wellness so that you can take your art to the next level and live out the life of your dreams. If you've spent any time with Abby, you know just how inspiring and encouraging she is. Welcome back to another episode of Dream to Destiny. Today we have a real treat for you guys, the lovely Abby Emmons. I hope you enjoy listening to our interview, peeking in on our conversation, and just having fun with us. If you are new here, welcome to the podcast. I would encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button because we have lots of great content for dreamers, creatives, artists, and we are just here to encourage and inspire you to live out your God. God-given dreams. So now without any further ado, let's jump into the interview. So I still remember the very first article that I read on your blog when I first found you and it was about being young and multi-talented. And I loved it because you expressed like some of the common frustrations and like misunderstandings that come along with your unique personality. And I was like, oh my goodness, finally someone who understands me, someone who gets it. (laughs) And so on this podcast, we are all about like reconnecting with our childhood dreams and going after those things that we once loved. But maybe as we got older, we set aside and we felt really forced to like grow up and sort of forget about those things. So one of the things that I admire about you so much is how you just fearlessly go after your dreams and you don't waste any time. You're a complete go-getter and you've taken these childhood dreams off the shelf and you just go for it. So I would love to know as a young girl, what did you do in your free time and is it at all similar to what you're doing today? That's a great question. I feel like that's a big part of being a creative and just really the process of like growing up and um, some of the things that, you know, you were passionate about as a kid, maybe you're not super passionate about anymore, but some of those things I think are like so much a part of who you are that you almost like you can't lose passion for them. They're just like, Mm -hmm. they're ingrained in you and they're part of you. So um, some of the things that I did in my free time as a young girl and still is um, really just be creative, like take time to be creative and being homeschooled actually gave me so many opportunities for this. Mm -hmm. And that was that I consider like the better part of my education, like (laughs) being um, creative and having that time to write stories and make music and just enjoy just creating and making art and expressing myself through art. And um, I think just really having that creative time. And as you get older and, um, you know, have, have more adult responsibilities, of course, those, those moments, those, um, those slots of time that you used to use being creative and having fun and expressing yourself, oftentimes get crowded out by different Mm -hmm. adult responsibilities. So it can be hard to keep that creative time, but I feel like that is so important for everything I do and everything that I would recommend my fellow creatives do is take that time and don't lose that sacred time for yourself to express yourself and just appreciate your art and learn and explore and really be like a kid 
and keep that creative wonder that you had as a kid growing up and just bring that into your art. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I love it. It's kind of like scheduling playtime for yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's so important. <laughs> so cool. So how old were you when you actually started writing stories? So I started writing stories, like I say in my, um, my author bio, as soon as I knew how to hold a pencil, really. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, when I, when I first started reading and my mom would read me a lot of stories and I was just like fell in love with story and thought it was so magical, everything about it, and immediately wanted to write stories of my own. So I, I think I remember my earliest writing memory is like when I was, I think I was six. Okay. And I was writing some kind of fan fiction story and (laughs) that was probably my earliest memory of writing. But I, yeah, ever since like I was little writing stories, picture books with markers and printer paper, that that was like my beginnings there. That's so awesome. I love it. So what drew you to begin exploring the self-publishing route? So what drew me, a few things drew me to the self-publishing route. Um, the first thing was definitely stumbling upon Mark Dawson, who is an indie author that a lot of indie authors know his name. And um, he is a thriller writer and he was originally not an indie published author. He was traditionally published and he had a really hard time getting anybody to read his books. He was going into bookstores and like literally moving his book to the front of the shelves, hoping that people would buy it. Right. And that when I heard that story, I was like, wow, that's, I, I'd never really heard of that um, aspect of traditional publishing because you don't really hear about the aspects. You don't really hear about the people who, who don't, you know, get a big publishing deal or aren't successful the traditionally published route like we always we always kind of equate or we think about the um indie publishing realm as like we always think about the people who have failed in it and then with traditionally publishing we like always think about the people who have succeeded in it right and so um I, I think those stereotypes kind of need to we need to look at like the the pros and cons of both because there are pros and cons to both but what got me interested in indie publishing was Mark Dawson's story and how he talked about his indie journey and um, how he really just took control of his authoring career and was able to take it way further than anybody else could because he was kind of steering the ship, so to speak, and he was the one in control. And being kind of a control freak myself, I'm like, <laughs> I, need to, I need to be indie. I just, I want to have that control on you know how my books look how they're packaged and presented to the world and where they go and i i really have always just believed in perseverance and hard work can get you pretty much anywhere you want to go mm-hmm. so yeah i feel like that that was definitely the beginning of the journey for me yeah well that's awesome and i you're such a great example of how professional an indie project can be because your cover I mean I don't know everyone probably knows this but if they don't know you did your own cover which usually is a is like an indie no-no it's like don't do your own cover but your cover (laughs) you're just so talented at everything you're like of course I can do my own cover and it's absolutely (laughs) adorable and it's just like exactly what you would imagine seeing in the bookstore right next to the bestsellers and it just you just do such a great job kind of like you said, shifting the conversation and showing people, hey, 
this is what indies are capable of. And this is what independent right. publishing should be. It should be an excellent, wonderful product. And so I love that you're kind of right. changing those stereotypes with what you're doing. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> so I love like chatting with you is always so much fun. Um, I love hearing about your creative process and we've talked about all this before, but being a, we both know being a creative is not for the faint of heart. It is, um, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And like you said, you know, with hard work, you can get anywhere, but you've got from the initial spark of that first story idea to plotting and editing and cover design and formatting and publishing and marketing, connecting with your readers and everything, you know, <laughs> all of this stuff. Yeah. I'm sure you have learned so much through the process of releasing this novel over the past year. So if you had to choose just one thing, what would you say was the hardest step for you? Mm, that's a good question. Um, a lot of, a lot of those aspects that you listed all have their challenges for sure. Um, I think probably the hardest aspect for me has been, and this is kind of like philosophical, but patience mm, and like yeah. having patience throughout the process. Like I'm a very impatient person and I've learned a lot about myself in that respect <laughs> lately. Yeah. So I feel like patience is the one thing that has been really especially challenging for me because I always want things to happen when I want them to happen. And um, it can be hard to like wait for things, whether it's waiting for formatting to be fixed or some kind of design thing to correct itself or, um, you know, even ARC reviews, things like that. It's just like, it's tricky to wait sometimes when you like want it now. So that's been something that's been a challenge, but it's really been um, kind of a challenge in every aspect of the publishing process but it, it's just part of the process so it really yeah. like it's just something that you have to learn mm -hmm. and carry on yeah emphasis on the word process it is so mm -hmm. much a process and that's why I love like conversations like this and kind of reminding readers and even aspiring authors that it doesn't happen overnight and especially right. with novels, especially with writing and especially the indie route. Well, even traditional, I feel like sometimes traditional can take twice as long as your um, independent route, but it is so much about the process. So right now everyone is celebrating you and celebrating this awesome accomplishment and enjoying the fruit of your labor and just gobbling up this book. So excited. And I think it's just great to remind people like good things take time and it was a process for yeah. you. And just because we've seen like the fun sparkly side of it. There was those long hours that you spent putting into it that maybe weren't as fun. So hopefully that's encouraging to people that to just stick with it and they're going to end up with something really, really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So on the flip side of that, what would you say was the most exciting and rewarding part of your process? Oh gosh, there's so many. Like, probably the most one of the most is definitely like actually holding your book in your hands like <laughs> as a book that's like it's that's still like one of the most surreal things ever I don't think that'll ever get old um I still freak out holding my own book I'm like what how is this real um and then probably the most rewarding thing has been seeing people read it and love it and beyond loving it just really connect with it and yeah. relate to it and have it 
just something about it speaks to them and they can relate to it and it resonates and they they are just impacted like that's exactly what i want my writing to do and so when whenever i read a review or get an email or message from someone who's like wow you know your book really impacted me and and helped me that's like that's everything that's like ultimate success to me is yes. just one person being impacted by it and just like wow that's mm -hmm. amazing so that's been so rewarding to see that yes that's so incredible so one thing that we have to talk about we can't have this interview without talking about is your writing process because for those of you who don't know, Abby is, I mean, obviously she's a wonderful writer, but her YouTube channel, she has so much great writing advice that she talks about. And so I love asking this question because every writer is so unique. And on her channel, she shares a lot of hardcore plotting advice and plotting techniques and all sorts of good stuff. Um, but I would love to ask you, like on an even deeper level, what does it look like for you to actually flesh out an idea and turn it into a full-blown novel it's kind of a huge question but <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so thank you um i really enjoy making videos as everyone knows and talking <laughs> about writing in my process so my process um it's pretty much like a it's it really depends on how i'm feeling as far as the timeline goes but um I'll get an idea. I'll write down every every thought that I have on this idea. If it's just the premise or whatever. And um, the next thing I always do is I create my characters. So I figure out the theme of the book. What I, what's the message that I want to portray in the book, and um, how the characters' internal journeys are going to sort of bring them to a realization and aha moment where they realize the truth that is the theme of the book, and. After I'm done developing my characters, I'll write a short outline that's usually around three to five thousand words, and then I write a longer outline that's like in detail everything that happens in the book, start to finish. Wow. And that'll be around like fifteen thousand words long. Intense. <laughs> it is pretty intense, and I usually use the three-act story structure to kind of structure the actual plot mm -hmm. of the novel, um, and then I'll also use sometimes screen, uh, scene cards for particular chapters and scenes and those are really handy and I have a whole video about that and how I use them. Um, so usually it takes me like around I'd say at least six to nine months to plot everything and figure out the whole book and then okay. I finally feel comfortable enough to like sit down and start writing it for real. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because like it's complete flipped on its head, total opposite of how I write. Like I, because yeah. <laughs> I'm very much a pantser. And so it's just so fun hearing like the intensity of your pre-planning and I love it. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. <laughs> so not only are you a brilliant writer, but you're also so fabulous at engaging your target audience and just growing a hungry, adoring audience who actually wants to read your stuff. And so I talk about you a lot, like um, with our clients and stuff, people will be like, oh, I need advice about this. And I'm like, go to Abby's channel, like go look at her Instagram, like watch what she's doing and you can learn so much from her. So I love that you're kind of like a great marketing example. I hope you don't mind that I'm like using. <laughs> using <laughs> no, not at all. I'm honored. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
But I feel like for so many authors, marketing is half the battle. And it's really the thing that's mm-hmm. most discouraging for a lot of people because they struggle with it. So what have you learned from this recent book release that really brought you your marketing success? Like any tips or suggestions you could share with other authors who might be getting ready to release their next book? Yeah. Um, so what I've learned um, through marketing my book and just the organic process of not so much even paying for marketing, but just like trying to get the word out mm-hmm. about the book is um, one thing that I would definitely advise other authors do is thinking long term rather than short term. So what I mean by that is like, instead of thinking like, how many books can I sell today? thinking more in terms of like how many, how much conversation can I create about my book today? Mm -hmm. And so that conversation translates to sales later on, of course, and translates to profit and, and selling more books. But for me, it's like, I want to make this like more of a long-term thing. So not like just this one person find my book and buy it. And then things there, but instead, like maybe I should reach out to influencers or bloggers or bookstagrammers and give them my book and then they'll talk about it. They'll, they'll maybe read it, maybe love it, maybe talk about it. And that could translate potentially to more sales and more people finding the book and loving it. And so even though it might seem like, you know, right now I'm, I'm paying for the book, I'm paying the shipping to send the book to the person. It actually might it's actually kind of an investment because it might end up being way worth your time to do that now. And so just thinking long-term with things like that, like um, creating more, more of like creating a conversation about your book rather than like trying to make immediate sales. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that indies kind of don't do a lot of because um, when you're in the traditional publishing world, a lot of traditional publishing houses will create that conversation through, you know, putting a lot of money behind paid promotion for Mm -hmm. the book. But, um, you know, and even though it's more, it's more work on your part as the author to have to do all this, it's um, definitely worth it, I think, to put in all that time and energy to create that conversation about your book. Yeah, that's really good. I love that because I feel even like with blog tours, I've had some people ask, well, what's the point of doing a blog tour if I'm not getting sales right away? Mm. Well, you might not be getting sales, but people are finding out about you. They're following your Instagram. They're signing up for your email. They are putting your book on their to be read list on Goodreads. Like just every little activity. I kind of think of it as like little raindrops. It's like a little bit here, a little bit there. And it slowly up. And next thing you know, you might log into your Amazon account and be like, whoa, I had a bunch of sales. Where did those come from? And you don't know necessarily because it's all building up slowly. And again, it goes back to the patience. You are making all this front end investment that is going to be so worth it in the future. And it already is worth it. But, um, you know, it's like thinking long-term. I love that that is your goal and focus because that again requires more patience. (laughs) Yeah, it does for sure. Yeah. I love that point. And that, that reminds me of an analogy that my dad uses a lot of like priming a pump. Like when you prime a pump, you have to pour water into it. So like if you had only like a little bit of water left, and you want water out of this well, you might have to pour all the water you have into the pump to get the pump to actually pump water out of the well. 
that's like kind of like metaphorically how I look at publishing and really anything that you're trying to get your business off the ground is like, you might have to give it all you've got right yeah. now in order to get like so much more out of it later in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so good. Well, I remember even, <laughs> I sound like a little grandma. I remember when you were just getting started, but <laughs> last year, <laughs> but it was like, um, <laughs> channel, for example, you know, watching your videos. And I was like, what is wrong with the world? Why haven't they discovered Abby's awesome videos? You're getting like 20 views on a video. This is insane. And just how I love that you started um, building your platform before your book was ready. And I think that was such a great example of what you did with YouTube to start connecting with people. And I mean, you had been blogging long since before that, but I mean, really focusing on building a book community. And um, I just think that it's so cool to see how when it was time for your book to release, people were already excited. All right. So I am so excited about whatever it is that you're working on right now, the next projects that you have up your sleeve, because I know you're an intense planner and you already have things coming down the pipeline in the future. So can you share like a little hint or a sneak peek at something that you're working on right now? Anything you can tell us? <laughs> um, so I'm working on several projects and I'm really excited about all of them. Um, I am working on the next book, which is really exciting. And the hint I can give is that it's actually a book that I wrote several years ago, and I am sort of returning to it and rewriting it. So that's what I'm going to be working on next month. I'm going to be working on that a lot. And um, yeah, I'm really excited. I can't say when it's coming out or what it's going to be about. Right. um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. So there's that. That's so fun. And I bet that'll be interesting going back to something and rewriting. That's like a whole nother animal. Yeah, Yeah, it is for sure. Wow. That's a few times though. So I feel like I, I, I feel pretty prepared to do it. Okay. Very cool. So throughout this entire journey, what would you say your greatest accomplishment has been? Wow. That's a good question. Um, I think really just being able to it really it just comes back to like even the smallest things, just being able to inspire and help people along their writing journeys, like through my YouTube channel, through my blog and just creative journeys in general has been such an accomplishment. And just like, sometimes I have to stop and just think about it. I'm just like, wow, that's really amazing that like my videos or blog posts have even just helped even just one person Mm -hmm. to write their book or motivated them and it's just so surreal to me and it's just I'm like so grateful and just overwhelmed with gratitude and blessed that people have found my YouTube channel my blog and that it's inspired them and helped them that's just like that's all I could ask for it makes me so happy to think about (laughs) (laughs) that's so awesome well it's so much fun watching and seeing just how your story continues to unfold. And it's just such, uh, I just love it. Like I just, it makes me so excited. (laughs) So my last question for you is what is one of the most significant things that God has done in your heart or taught you through this journey, whether it's like an inner transformation or just something that you maybe didn't understand back when you were younger and just getting started or just a change that you've seen in yourself throughout this process. Mm, that's also a really good question. Um, 
So I feel like probably the biggest, there's been so many transformations that I've found in so many things that I've learned about myself as a writer and creative and just a person in general throughout this process. And I would say that like one of the biggest things has definitely been to, there's been several, but like to appreciate my art for like creating for myself as well as creating for others. But like coming back to why my art matters to me because I feel like that's something that you know I kind of got a little bit a little bit um overwhelmed at the beginning by like you know sharing my work with the world and what if they don't like it Mm -hmm. and what will they think of it and like other people's opinions and that can those voices can just get so loud after a while and so I think it's important to return to um kind of like how you felt when you first were creating a thing and first writing a book and what it meant to you. Like when you were first writing it, you weren't thinking about what other people would think of it because you were so absorbed and inspired in just writing it for yourself. And I think that along the publishing process, I started to like lose sight of that, of like why it mattered to me, why it was important and special to me. And so that really like that realization I think really transformed the way that I look at my art and just appreciating what it is for me first and then how it will help others and and it won't necessarily help everybody in the same way it won't necessarily touch everyone in the same way and that's okay because it's not necessarily written for everybody but it is written for the people who need it and the people who are inspired by it. So yeah, yeah that's, that's, so that's definitely been a big part of my journey. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that because it goes back to what you said at the beginning, like when you were a little girl and you just, you were creative because that's who you were and that's how God made yeah. you. You were excited about life and exploring and creating characters and, you know, to right. return back to that and to keep that pure and to remind yourself. I think that's a challenge that every author has. It's a challenge that everyone who kind of puts themselves in the public eye, so to speak, it's like you have to find that balance between creating for others because you do want to serve them. You do want to inspire them and rock their world and, you know, just really bless them. But at the same time, at the end of the day, it's about you and your relationship with God and your own freedom to express that creativity. So that is such a good reminder for all of us. I love that so much. So good. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, it's definitely been very, um, very big part of my journey. That's awesome. So lastly, of course, we want to know where people can go to find your books, follow you, get connected, all that good stuff. Yes. So the best place to find all of that is my website, which is abbyemmonsauthor.com. And um, yeah, that has all the links to my book on all the major retailers online and um, also my social media, my Instagram, Facebook, etc. And my blog is just abbyemmons.com. All right. Well, that is super simple, super awesome to get connected. So you guys, if you're not already following Abby, um, you need to go do that because you will be super inspired. (laughs) Thank you, Abby, again so much for chatting with us today. It's always wonderful being able to chat with you.
Thank you, Libby. It's been awesome to be on your podcast.